Hi, um, this podcast we are going to be talking about what it's like to have autism and me and Jamie are joined by Jack again on this podcast um, and we thought it would be just a general just chat on this one um, because obviously yeah. we all have autism and we've never not had autism so we don't know what it's like to not have it if you get what I mean we've never been anyone else so this should be quite interesting yeah. <laughs> um so obviously Jamie you were like me so you were diagnosed later on in life whereas yes. Jack you don't remember not having the diagnosis so Jamie do you think that your life kind of changed after the diagnosis it certainly did for the better. Okay, so that's good. Um, did you think you were any different, if you get what I mean? Like, did you feel any different or? I had clarity, uh-huh. um, which was really important yeah. for me. Um, I'm trying to think because I felt like I just understood myself more. I didn't feel like I was any more, I didn't feel any more I'm going to say different than other people than I did before the diagnosis. Um, Mm -hmm. But I definitely feel like I struggled less having that clarified. Like you said, you're open up to more support. So life got better. Absolutely. I don't know what you think, Jack. Well, the the earliest I can remember is getting diagnosed and I don't know well, I didn't know what was going on at the time, uh-huh. so as far as I know, it's always been part of me. Uh-huh. If I if I could, I would like to be able to temporarily live without being on the autism spectrum for bits, so I can compare and mm-hmm. whether there actually is a difference. See, I've always I've wondered been- that. I don't know about you, Jamie. Yeah, like I've definitely I've wondered how um, someone without autism sees the world because for me, everything's so bright. That's the only re- way I can describe it. And intense, like if I'm in a shop, like I don't actually like I know there's people around me, but like the noises kind of go into just one big noise. I can't really like differentiate. Like, yeah, like the tannoy noise to the people like bustling around. I don't know what how you guys would describe it. I think it's garish, mm-hmm. um, and distracting. Oh yeah, I can. I find it very difficult to focus if, yeah. like, in a shop, like especially if it gets like you know, like the Boxing Day sales, obviously before coronavirus. But you know the Boxing Day sales and you go into a shopping centre and it's literally so mobbed. It's literally like just a sea of people. Like I cannot concentrate in that situation. I'm just like so on hyper alert like that I'm like trying to look at everything and everyone and I'm like, what's going on? And then you kind of get lost. (laughs) And I think that's how I would describe living with autism I don't know how you guys would describe it 
Yeah, for me, the noise in the background, like, it kind of makes me feel tired really quickly Mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm not really there. It makes me feel like I'm a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sometimes, especially when you reach that kind of burnout stage, I feel like I'm just in a dream. Like, nothing is real. Like, because you get that kind of, like, floaty head that's the only reason I way I can think of describing it is floaty head <laughs> yeah it kind of reminds me of you know, you know that scene in the in-between is when Will stands up and says I think I'm in a bubble oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah when he's... that's that's the way I would describe it it feels yeah. like that like you're in a little bubble <laughs> yeah absolutely. it's a very <laughs> odd situation I, I, I agree with Jack I'd love to be able to um live for like even just like a day and see what it would be like to not have autism and actually you know see. <laughs> yeah what were you gonna say jamie sorry um no i was just gonna i, I got excited <laughs> there um <laughs> i was just gonna say that um you know with the corona mm-hmm. business happening and everybody's staying yeah. at home well that's kind of an analogy for what it's like mm-hmm. to have autism it can be quite isolated. yeah and I also said to um this was during training at work and um, for anyone who doesn't know I am a support worker for adults with autism so I do training um and what frustrates me a lot is they go oh us neurotypical people um, compared to someone with autism mm-hmm. and, I'm a, and I'm like excuse me I'm sitting here I have autism and I'm doing the exact same job as you um, and we were yeah. talking about um, sensory and stuff like that and I was like the way I could describe it is when at the moment going into shops with masks on you can't really read people's facial expressions because you can't see if someone's smiling it's more difficult yeah, to hear absolutely. them because they've got something over their mouth, so you can't lip read. Um, everyone looks the same because you can't actually see who people are. And that's kind of like what it's like for someone with autism normally because we do find it difficult to read people's facial expressions or maybe hear someone yeah. if other things are going on. Um, so I'm always like, that's kind of people now experiencing what it's like, like you said, Jamie, it's isolating, lonely, you know, it's difficult to read people. Mm-hmm. Like, I forget that I've got my mask on and um, on Sunday, my colleague was walking in and I looked at him out the window and I smiled, but I forgot I had my mask on. And I'm like, <laughs> I did <laughs> smile at you, by the way, but you just can't see it because you can't really tell. <laughs> you can sometimes tell by somebody's eyes that sometimes. they're smiling. Um, it's but difficult. It, it's difficult. <laughs> I do make faces to people <laughs> under my mask because they can't see me. <laughs> That's the type of thing I would do. <laughs> I bet a lot of people working on checkouts do that too, especially in like Asda or Tesco or whatever or Lidl. Like I bet they're just like Meh. <laughs> like face under the mask. <laughs> but yeah, um... would you? Like, with Jack and me saying you would like to live for a period of time and not have autism, would you like to do that, Jamie, if you had the choice? I don't think 
Yeah, I don't think How so. How come? Um, because I think that having autism in many ways is an asset. Oh, yeah. So what would you say so your assets with autism are? Um, for one thing, hyper-focus. Uh-huh. Um, and having immersive interests. What would you say, yours or Jack? So, I'd say similar to Jamie, though. Hyper-focus and immersive interests, they can be both an advantage and disadvantage. Mm. Because sometimes I spend all day thinking of the same thing, and that can be both good and bad. Yeah. Do you find that you get, yeah. like, for me... If I make a mistake, I focus on that mistake for ages. Like, even if it's years later, it'll just pop in my head and it'll feel like it happened yesterday. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, often... Time is linear. Yeah, and even though nothing bad happened as a result of it, be thinking, well, I'm lucky something could have have happened Mm -hmm. and how, how dare I make that mistake? Yeah. As if normal people don't make mistakes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's not normal anyway. What what general society says normal. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if there's someone in a position of high power who rules the world, making less than what should be considered normal. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think living... I already know the answer to this question. But do you think living with autism is far more difficult? Do you think? (laughs) Yes. See, I do. But I think people without autism will find the world extremely difficult in other ways. But I think for us, the things that people take for granted, we struggle with, and then there's not the acceptance of that because everyone's like, they just do it anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think, Jack. It's hard to tell because in real life, I don't have the let's be neurotypical for a few days mm. option. So. <laughs> So not someone who would think people who are not on the autism spectrum have it easy. I mean, wouldn't say it like anything like, oh, check your neurotypical privilege or anything like that. Neurotypical privilege. I'm going to start saying that from now on. Neurotypical privilege. (laughs) I like that You can say that. It's it's not something I would say because it annoys me when people think, other people have it easier when you don't know what it's like to live as them. Well, true. You never know what it's like to live as another person. It's like that that saying, oh, put yourself in that person's shoes. And you're like, well, you can't ever really do oh, that. Yeah. Because you okay. never really know yeah. what that person is experiencing. So how are you meant to put yourself in someone else's shoes? Yeah, you could only... I want... Sorry, Jamie. No, carry on, okay. Jack. You, you can only use your imagination. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, th- I think I've got quite a good imagination. Yeah. 
So yeah, so I try to do that, but you know, secondary mm. sources are never as good as primary sources because yeah. everyone reacts no, differently to different situations as well. Yeah, that's um, true as well. What were you gonna say, Jamie? What what? Yeah, what I was gonna say was that um, I remember somebody once told me that I struggled they felt that I struggled to put myself in someone else's mm-hmm. shoes and I think they're probably right because it is mm-hmm. quite difficult. Oh definitely. Um because you you don't know what size of feet that is they what have. true <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> so to speak. Oh, that's quite funny that one. Well you don't know what size feet you've got so I can't really put myself in your shoes because they won't actually fit. <laughs> I can only tr- I can only try. I think that's a good analogy, like you know, one. what you said there, Jamie. <laughs> because you, even if you did live the same situations as the other people mm-hmm. have, they, you know, people have different personalities. It's just what I like about the personality types. Uh-huh. But even they, they're not a hundred percent because everyone's actually different and even if you've been through a situation before like you act differently the second time round well most people do because you learn (laughs) yeah you learn and you're well you're supposed to learn from it some people don't (laughs) do you think having autism and struggling with things makes you better at um coping or do you think it because you struggle or like and learning things or do you think it hinders that a bit Mm. of both i think a bit of both because i do tend to sometimes make the same mistake twice or three times before i actually learn something (laughs) yeah so do i (laughs) it can take me time Mm -hmm. because it's when i'm trying to learn something like when um like when I'm learning German, when I write the letters in German, mm-hmm. send it to my tutor, I get feedback and I'm like, yeah, I've got it right this time. I'm going to get a good mark. And I found out I made the same mistakes yeah. made weeks before. And because you've made the same mistakes, you're like, oh, no, that looks right. Because you've made that mistake before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you feel, Jamie, because you obviously went to uni and stuff. So that was like a totally separate environment where people are deemed to be able to cope with that learning style and environment. So how did you find having autism in that environment? I'm not going to lie to you. University is yeah. very difficult. I, I, I don't, I don't even being, know. <laughs> oh, I, I, think, I think everyone would find it difficult, but maybe not say. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I want to put myself through it again. <laughs> You've already be honest, been through it but... once, so you should have learned from that. I'm a glutton. <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment, apparently. <laughs> but um, having said that, it's one of the most rewarding things I've ever mm-hmm. done. Did you enjoy so... it, even though you found it extremely difficult? Yeah, certain things about it. Um... I did mm-hmm. enjoy, for sure. What um, bits did you find extremely yeah. difficult um, as an autistic person? 
Because you weren't diagnosed when you were at Liber- uni, were you? Um, no, I wasn't. No, no. Um, I had yeah, to think I was about trying that to think myself. I'm like, were you? I can't remember. Um, no, I wasn't. No, I wish mm. I had been. If I had been, life would have been a lot. Do you think that would have made in a positive direction? A lot of difference. I yeah. think it would have done. Yeah, I mean, there was one incident that happened where, for example, because uh, because I did contemporary art mm-hmm. practice, and this artist came in with this bizarre piece of work, and it was so weird and bizarre that I couldn't stop myself from laughing, and I was laughing to the point that I had tears running down my face in this lecture, and everybody it. was. Thinking, and I had to leave the room for a minute to compose myself. <laughs> the artist sat right in front oh my of God. me. They sat there laughing. I bet they were like, why work. is she laughing? What's so funny? <laughs> yeah, and they were. the more you try and stop <laughs> laughing, the more you laugh. It's, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, no, it's not oh, happening. That, that reminds me of something which happened when I was at college. I... I tried to stop myself laughing and I was laughing at an inappropriate time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so was that. <laughs> and then the more you think about it, the more you laugh. Yeah, what, what happened was yeah. when, I was, when it was happening, I was in a classroom at college mm-hmm. and we'd think I was doing, we'd doing, but I think we're doing something to do with first aid. Oh, God. And... <laughs> I was laughing at someone's wrong answer <laughs> to something. Uh-huh. Uh, and oh. I think it went something like, someone's unconscious in a room. What's the first thing you do? Why am I laughing? <laughs> someone's unconscious. That's funny. <laughs> it's not, not the fact that they're <laughs> unconscious. It's what this person said. And this person puts up his hand and very seriously, was like checking for drugs. Uh, <laughs> well, that might be what some people do. But so, the thing, you know. thing is, it's not totally wrong because it could be that, but it's not the answer well, the lecturer's yeah, looking true, for. Actually. So it wasn't the correct answer. He could have been under the influence. So, you know, he had a point. <laughs> so he had a point, but it wasn't the answer which would have got you the mark in the test. <laughs> So it's one of those. Oh, it's one of those that wrong answers. That is funny, actually. The, the whole the yeah, class did laugh, but it took longer for me to stop. Go on to the next thing, and I was still piecing myself with laughter. <laughs> I think I would be too in that situation. I would have been laughing. So yeah, definitely. Because that too. is funny. <laughs> It's very funny. Yeah. And the thing is, <laughs> like our artistic hard. brain, we're like, well, he had a point. Like, you know, th- you never thought about this. Because <laughs> I've had that quite a few times where <laughs> I've thought of something, and like one of my colleagues has been like, "Okay, you're like, how did you think of this?" And I'm like, to me, that makes utter sense. Like, and then they're just like. Yeah. No, that would never have popped in my head. <laughs> um, 
the the example that I gave, the thing was his work wasn't meant to oh, be funny. No. <laughs> Just I found, that makes I found it, it hysterical. Weird. It's kind of a bit like my situation. <laughs> it's not supposed to be funny, but someone said something's made it funny. Yeah, and then the more you try, yeah. because it's you know it's serious in Jamie's instance. Then you just laugh yeah. more because you're like, I shouldn't be laughing at this. <laughs> yeah, I was I was looking at this weird thing, going, this cannot be serious. <laughs> Have you ever like had to leave the room because you've been laughing that much? Yes. Or been chucked out? <laughs> I got chucked out of my English class because I couldn't stop laughing. I had I just voluntarily left the lecture. What was his artwork like? What was it? Oh, I can't I can't quite remember, but it was these weird people wandering around in weird outfits. And just All right, stop like, laughing. The... Are you making me laugh? No, <laughs> exactly. Um, so is it this sort? It's one thing yeah. I've never understood about art, like. They try. They make these paintings, and they're like, "Oh, it's like so serious." And I'm just like, "That looks utter, just bizarre." Like, wh- how did this even pop into your head? Like, yeah, for, for Jamie, exactly. it's the sort of thing you'd see in the modern art galleries. <laughs> yes. Do you find that you don't understand things that most other people are like? Oh, that's amazing, or that's so interesting, and you're just like. I literally don't get it. Like with that yeah. artwork. <laughs> yeah, there's this piece of artwork which is in a modern art gallery. <laughs> and it's literally mm. a urinal. I see <laughs> something <laughs> like that. I was at, I think it was like the Tate Modern in Liverpool, I think it was. I think so, anyway. And there was this see through bin. That was like oh. it was like a bathroom bin, and like it was in an art museum, and it said, "The bin from my wife's bathroom." And I'm like, "All you done is pick up your <laughs> bin and put it in a museum. How is this art? Yeah, like, it's that's not just a bin. <laughs> like no one ever looks at my wheelie bin and goes, Ooh, yeah. that's so artistic.' Yeah, it- like." I, I could nip down to Argos yeah. and get... I just, uh, I just really bin. didn't get it. For a couple of weeks. The thing about the urino is, unlike probably the bin, I don't know whether the bin has a backstory to make it up, but the urino did. Oh, right. What's the backstory <laughs> of this urino? It was to test the standards of what can count as art. So these, they literally said... I think this is how modern art was born, that we, we as an art gallery will accept anything, no matter what it is, providing you can make it art. So they did, as a joke, I think it was to troll them, someone literally got a urinal and they accepted it as art. And then it became famous because of that. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, Jack, that it was by a man called Marcel de Chol. I don't know the name. I think it was, hmm. or something. I found out about it on YouTube responding to, 
the guy who was slagging off modern art. Um, but some modern art just makes here. no sense. Like I've seen a canvas with just a red dot on it, and this was valued at like two hundred thousand pounds. And like it's just That's a red dot on a bit of paper, basically. Maybe we should get into modern art. Get us rich. Yeah, exactly, Jamie. You done art? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, literally just put a dot on a bit of paper and call it like a masterpiece. Well, two two things. The first thing is that I looked it up. So Marcel Duchamp uh-huh. did that piece, and it was called Fountain. And this um, urinal okay. is called Fountain, and it, <laughs> it was called Fountain. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, and the, the other thing is there was this chat who was an amazing sculptor, and actually he got commissioned to make a new sculpture for a bridge in... Um, Aberdeen. Um, so he was amazing at w- what he does, and um, he mm-hmm. barely scraped a pass on our course. So there's no, That's... there's no rhyme or reason to it. No, I think our, I, I like, it is like everyone sees different things. Uh-huh. Like someone looking at that dot might have gone, "Oh, that's an amazing dot," <laughs> and I just look at it like it's a circle and a page. It's a dot. <laughs> I have seen, and I've wanted to try this with Jasper. Right, people get a canvas, put paint on it randomly, like squeeze paint on it, put it in a sandwich bag, and then put catnip on top of it and let their cat like roll on it, Ooh. take it out and let it dry, and it's like cat art. Oh, that would be a nice. I need idea. to try this. Yeah, maybe people. Because to me, that would be art. Yeah. <laughs> like cat art. Yeah, even art. who knows what Jasper sees. <laughs> so even though it doesn't take much effort, or well, um, you to actually do something, it can actually look nice. Yeah. So it's basically art by arts by chance. We could go deeper and be like, this is what it's like to have autism. We all see different things. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Absolutely. You can think up of deep meaning to it. Yeah, having autism is a little bit like being stuck in a room, I think, where the world just whirls mm-hmm. past you, but you can't get out of the room. Yeah. So I'd say it's kind of like being on a bus. And you're just sitting at the back of the bus watching everyone get on and yeah, off. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I said that in training and I don't think people got it. But I think that's a really good analogy. <laughs> I thought it was good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only situation where everyone's kind of experienced it. So You'd appreciate it here, Teresa. Yay! <laughs> I have people that appreciate me. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Yeah, some, sometimes I see a lot of things which go over people's heads. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, yeah and Teresa, I think... Teresa, agrees with you. Uh, <laughs> what? Sorry. I was just saying Teresa agrees with you, Jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think... I say something which I think should be common knowledge, but it isn't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You do that with me all the time. Yeah, so you can you experience it from <laughs> Literally in one ear and out the other. <laughs> but 
I do it with people. Is someone doing the dishes or something? They're just uh, going to get <laughs> going to get a drink of water and washing the soap suds off the glass. You'll have to get that victory. <laughs> I think I'm just going to keep that in. That's funny. <laughs> Everyone, this is Jack getting a glass of water. Isn't it similar Jack's to something which happened one. in another episode? Jack's gone. Jack's gone. Oh, I know the soap sets in it. Are you going to drink soap <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even from a glass which was recently washed up. <laughs> did, you, did you put soap sauce in the glass? It's <laughs> going to use a flask now. <laughs> oh god, I think I think I'm like Jamie in uh, arts class now. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> This is an example of what can Yeah. Concentrate. A simple task of getting water was not able to be done because we've been laughing too much. Okay, I'm ready now. I've composed myself. Oh my god, do you remember that time? This is what it's just reminded me of. In primary school, we were the teacher was talking and then he just stopped and looked over at Jack. And Jack, oh. you were standing in the bin. <gasps> and we all just lost it and the teacher was like what are you doing and you're like I'm trying to fit more stuff in the bin and after that just that's a good reason no. to be in we couldn't even concentrate ever again because we were just but, like so, lost it so much there's a perfect example of how we think logically yeah because in Jack's mind, I'm assuming Jack, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, you were trying to flatten what was in yeah. the bin. But you could add more to it. <laughs> That's very logical. <laughs> well, it's logical to me too. And, like, and, and autistic people think very logically. But maybe not when the teacher's talking. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the teacher talks all the time, so he wouldn't have got a chance to. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what's funny I do that in my wheelie bin like stand in my wheelie bin to get more rubbish in and I do it at, at the dead of night because I don't want my neighbours to see me standing in a wheelie bin <laughs> because I don't know if it would make sense to them like... oh I'm beside myself <laughs> Jamie please tell me you stand in bins <laughs> No. <laughs> well, we're all different. Are you going oh. to now? Like... <laughs> I was just thinking. I talk all the time. <laughs> if you hear a weird noise on a video call, that is just Jack standing in a bin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hysterical. I'm trying to think of another situation where something like that's happened. <laughs> Where it just like makes total sense to us, and I'm just trying to think. There must be plenty of examples from our school days. Yeah, there must. The be. The one when I was in the bin, I actually do remember that, and I can remember the exact place in that classroom where that was. 
So do I. I've <laughs> literally got the video of it playing in my yeah. head right now. I'm just trying to think of another situation where that's happened. Has that ever happened to you, Jamie? Where where I've stood in the bin? <laughs> no, not necessarily. No. <laughs> where like something's happened. Um, I've 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 nearly been binned before. <laughs> right, moving away from the bins. Have you ever like had a situation where you've done something and someone's turned around and gone, "What the hell are you doing?" But in your head, it yes. makes total sense. And then yes. when they've done that, you're like, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> I, I, empty, I emptied out the toys from a friend's toy hammock when I was five. And he was telling me, no, 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 don't, don't do that. But uh-huh. I was determined. And then I got in the, I got in the toy hammock. <laughs> and I ripped down half of the wall. <laughs> You wanted to get in the hammock. Yeah, so I got in their toy hammock and I ripped down half of their ceiling and ended up in a new bend behind his bed. You ripped (laughs) their ceiling down? Yeah. Oh my god. Some of it, not all of it. I was going to say, you just pulled their whole house down. How heavy were you? Just pulled the whole house down. There's an example of when I was in college when I thought of something which was right but was officially wrong. Oh, yeah. It was when I was on the business course. And uh, the lecturer said, name some scenarios where it would affect the business. And what mm. I said was the price of oil. What war in the mm-hmm. Middle East would affect it, and it wasn't. It was yeah. officially wrong. And I was thinking, are you telling me things like the Gulf War and the Iraq War would not affect the price of oil, and that would not affect any business? <laughs> and of the teacher, the lecturer, rather, didn't get it. And I was thinking. I've watched documentaries on this, which which explained this before, <laughs> and I was trying to explain yeah. to them, but it wasn't a correct answer by the book. <laughs> See, this is the thing: it's always got to be by the book. I've just thought of another scenario involving Jack and a bin. Oh, <laughs> this one I don't remember. <laughs> Do you remember? The time that you put me in the wheelie bin and threw dog poo on my head. <gasps> no. Jack. Because you thought it was funny to lift me up and put me in the wheelie bin and throw our dog Dylan's bag of dog poo on my head in the bin. Well, glad it was in the bag. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't a bag, but it still wasn't very pleasant. I, actually, I'd forgotten about that. I do sort of remember that now as you mentioned it. What is with you and poo and bins? <laughs> I've done a lot of things which I look back and say, oh, why did I do that? I understand exactly. more now as an yeah. adult why it wasn't so funny. Yeah. It was but rather as, horrible. In the moment you think, oh, that's really funny or I'm going to do that or whatever. And then you, they're just like, afterwards you're like, uh, okay, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've done it again <laughs> after that. I think um, you got a, a No, you've only done it once. I think once is enough. <laughs> Did I tell you guys about the time that 
I um, was, I must have been about four. You were what? I was about four. You were about four, yeah. And um, we went to see this exhibition. Uh Uh-huh. And um, I wanted to say something really nice to the artist, so I thought about it in my head and I thought, oh, this is something I can say. They had done weird art, had they? Uh, I no, it was lovely art, and I was trying to compliment the guy. So what I said in my child brain, uh-huh. child autistic brain, was keep trying, and one day you might do something good. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it made sense to me. <laughs> For some reason, it made perfect sense to me. Um. <laughs> And he said, young lady, I will never forget you. I bet he still talks about you now. <laughs> Put money on it. If he's, like, if he's I, still I alive. About... He, on his deathbed, if he's dead, he <laughs> mentioned that little girl. <laughs> well, to most people, okay. keep trying and it might make something good. It kind of reminds me of what me and Teresa used to say to joggers, yeah, a little bit faster and, and you'll make it to the Olympics. And we used to say that because we thought we were being funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. I still but, yeah. um, I think what, it's so, what Jamie meant was keep trying and do something good. But I think what you meant, Jamie, is you might... If you keep trying, you'll get really rich of this super valuable painting or drawing. But to some other people, it looked like you were being (laughs) thinking that picture is rubbish. If you keep trying, you do one which isn't rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny, though. So that's the type of thing that we can say. Um or do and the the other we don't mean any malice by yeah. it. It's just that you know in our head it sounds reasonable. That's funny though. <laughs> I that just that's brilliant. <laughs> I love that one. I like to make people laugh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a time where I've said something that's been like taken in the wrong way or. I sometimes mainly do it with people's age. I think, like, saying, oh, when I'm old, I mean, like, when I'm, like, 50 or something, and then people who are, I'm talking to someone who is 50. I've done Hmm. that quite a few times. (laughs) Without actually thinking about it, because I don't actually view them as their age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's kind of like the rules of language. Like, um, when it comes to people's age, when I'm working with children, I speak to children the same I was, uh, way I would speak to an adult. I don't change my voice when I'm speaking to children. It seems wrong to me. Yeah, you've always done that, which is a really good thing, I think. Because I think that people do speak to children as if they're not people. And I think people do that with old... like people in care homes as well they talk to them like they're a baby and they're not a baby yeah they're a full-blown adult who's lived their whole lives and yeah 
I don't like it. And I remember trying to explain this to someone who was working in a um, care home while volunteering. And she was like, oh, but you have to speak to them like that. And I'm like, no, you don't. They're an adult. You know, they've lived their whole life. You know, they're older than you. Respect that. And it really annoyed me because she just didn't. I think one of the main reasons why I don't speak to, like, I definitely would not speak to an old person like that. I think that is uh, an obvious one to me but when it comes to children one of the mm-hmm. reasons why I don't is because I never liked being spoken to like that Both exactly my mum never spoke to me like that Jack yeah, like no. both when I was a child and they I'm... often do that in disability sports like the Special Olympics because mm-hmm. they presume we've yeah. got minds of children so this use a child voice <laughs> I hate when people do that. Like, I hate when people do that. Obviously, working as a support worker, you sadly, when you were out and about, you did see it a lot. And it used to really irritate me. Um, But then some people like being spoken to like that or do, like, respond when you talk to them like that. But a lot of people don't. Like, I don't like people assuming that and uh, do you remember that story about because obviously I'm really small um mum told the story about when me and Jack were getting our photographs taken at school and I was in nursery and the photographer said to Jack put the baby on your (gasps) lap and I just turned around and said I'm not a baby I'm two and this photographer apparently nearly had a heart attack basically because he didn't expect (laughs) me to talk (laughs) that's adorable it just like why are you speaking to me like that when I'm not a baby I'm a toddler clearly I just just had a funny um, thought in my head I can imagine that being a joke in Family Guy with Stewie saying that (laughs) I'm not a baby I'm I'm not a baby don't know whether Uh, Teresa, you or Jamie have watched Family Guy before. I've seen yeah. Family Guy, yeah. Who yeah. hasn't seen Family Guy? Like, I know, I know. I don't watch it that often. I've watched some <laughs> clips on YouTube of it. No. It is quite funny, actually, Family Guy. I've seen it. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's been quite a good conversation about um what it's like living with autism really as we make we do say things we don't mean (laughs) yeah but it's funny or do things that seem logical in our head that other people don't see as logical like jack in the bin (laughs) i mean that's very logical very that will always be funny i'm gonna put that on your tombstone if you die first remind (laughs) everyone of the time i stepped in the bin and made the class laugh here here lies jack one time he stood in a bin (laughs) (laughs) oh jack and if i die first he can put on my tombstone here lies Teresa. one time i threw dog poo on her head i think i think (laughs) See, Jamie, you're lucky you didn't have siblings. Like, seriously. See, am I lucky I didn't have siblings? Do you think I really am lucky? Uh, <laughs> I didn't have siblings. 
<laughs> in some ways, you wouldn't have had dog. You didn't have dog poo thrown on your head. Well, that's well, true. You, you did miss out. On, <laughs> I you did miss that... out on some potentially hilarious moments, though, in childhood. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and and also I missed out on socialization that I would have otherwise had with. Yeah, people. true. So, do, you, do you ever wonder what it would have been like? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I wonder do. what it would have been like to grow up without siblings. It's kind of the same thing about the autism thing. You kind uh-huh. of wonder what it's like to have grew up not having autism, but you're never going to experience that. And you kind of wonder, like, I wonder what it would have been like to grow up without a sibling, but I'm never going to have that. Yeah, like you do kind of wonder. You can't really experience both. No, you can't. Mm. You can't. Well, mm. it it can be lonely. Yeah. Um, but the good news is that I get with one of my cousins, and she's like a big sister to me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's been an interesting. Yeah, I've known her a very long time. <laughs> And you didn't ever have to share a room. <laughs> Not that I can recall, no. <laughs> well, we, me and Jack never had to do that either. We never had yeah, to share a room. It was often, it was often we, we did when we had bunk beds. Did you share a room? Yeah, we did. And then we used, we ah. slept in Jack's, what was Jack's room? And then what was my room? We had us like, our sitting room so we kind of had it like that so we didn't we never Aww. had to share and i don't i don't think we often think had a fight on nice. who got the top bunk though no because you always wanted the bottom so it worked out that way the <laughs> <laughs> it worked uh, siblings oh <laughs> I think you two are cute as People siblings. think we're twins. <laughs> I've had that quite a lot. Um, you do look yeah, quite alike. Even at work, I've been sitting in training and someone's been staring at me and they're like, are you related to Jack? And I'm like, yeah, I'm his sister. And they're like, are you twins? And I'm like, no. Some, <laughs> some people sometimes assume you're the older one though as well, Teresa. Yeah, I've had that a lot. You had one of your exes do that. Oh, she went to me, um, how dare you speak to your little brother like that? And I'm like, excuse me? I'm his little sister. <laughs> like, how dare you get us mixed up? I don't even know why she called me little, like you little brother. I thought that was really weird. But anyway, you're not with her anymore, thank God. No. I never liked her. I'm just putting that out there. If, she, if she's listening, <laughs> yeah. I never liked you. I'm glad that, that. Uh, I'm not with her either. <laughs> oh my god. Is it, We're snowed in here to anyone listening. Well, I am anyway. And my cat's just come back oh, and he's like drenched <laughs> in snow. Because he has to like kind of plough through it's it. It's snowy where oh, I am as well. It was... Oh my god. If he, He's going to jump down into the snow. Uh, not quite, but deeper than it Jack? was yesterday. Oh my god. It's huge. The snow here is like up to the top of my wall in my garden, basically. It's 
it's really, I can't really get my car out. No, no, I've not seen one car go down my street because no one can get their cars out. Like, and um, <laughs> right next to my Mikey walked up to work this morning, and um, a car on the street where he works, some idiot, it's on a hill, and some idiot was trying to drive up it, and they crashed. And I'm just like, nah, I'm just <gasps> not moving my car. It's not worth it. I'm not risking my life. <laughs> so back to autism. Yes. <laughs> do do you guys think that we have certain advantages over the rest of the population? Uh, or one, do you not? One thing I wondered, mm. Jamie, uh, remember you saying talking about polymaths. Yeah. I don't know whether all people with autism are more likely to yes. be polymaths than people who don't have it. I well thought Jamie it's messaged me awesome. saying Carson <laughs> when she messaged me that. Stalking to snakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I just no, I just, autism, I just... That could be a cool rumour that we can start. Everyone with autism can talk to snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying so this to Teresa a... yesterday. I think it's... A, a, po- a yeah, polymath. Nah, a, <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a polymath is somebody that has a depth of knowledge across ah, right, fields. Okay. Across like a lot of lot of so, fields or some of them, yeah. Some of them across a lot of fields, um, but others not so much. Others, it can be localised fields. I wonder. So maybe one or two. I wonder that, actually. That's actually a really good question. Yeah, does that sound plausible? That is a really good question. Because it could be. Yeah, we could have a whole episode Mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I I wonder like we could actually, but I wonder if you could actually do research on it to actually find it out, or yeah, that would be I wonder interesting. If there's any data on it? Because I'm trying to think of like the people that I know, and I would say yes to that. But obviously, uh-huh. autism being such a spectrum, yeah. you never. So I was know. thinking, me meaning disproportionately more likely to be polymaths in relation to mm. the amount of people with autism, but I don't think anyone really knows what percentage of the population actually has it. Yeah. So, th- so this is what it says online at a just a cursory mm-hmm. glance. A polymath is a person who excels across a diverse range mm-hmm. of areas. Also known as Renaissance Rene- men. Renaissance men? <laughs> <The> term- what? <laughs> like a, a, a Renaissance man, yeah. you know what I mean? Or women. Because um, I think women I think women can have it as well. The term was used to refer to the numerous great uh-huh. thinkers that lived during that time period and boasted achievements mm-hmm. in intellectual, social, artistic, and physical pursuits. So I mm. think that Jack definitely, in my opinion, is a polymath. Yeah. You're a partial <laughs> man. 
I, but I you could be as well, Teresa. But I want to be a partial mouth. <laughs> like, so I'm going to be, be claimed to be both a polymath and a partial mouth. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> well, I'll just all be partial mouths. <laughs> like that guy's just laughing so much at this. I'm easily amused. You're just gonna sit thinking like that. Was it, really it's funny. a it's a compliment anyway, Jack. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool to be both a partial mouth and a body mouth. I definitely think we should do uh, research on this and do a whole episode on polymath. Because it. Yeah. it sounds it sounds really interesting. I've never heard of it before, and that's why I thought you said partial oh. mouth. Yeah, you you also no. you also taught me a lot about menso as well. Yeah, we have menthol. No, menso. <laughs> <laughs> As in the Mensa test, so it's a a nice new test. (laughs) I think that my brain has literally gone to like the snow outside, (laughs) just a big mush. This is kind of like the podcast which went wrong. Yeah. That should be the title of it. The podcast that went good, wrong. Good luck editing this, Teresa. <laughs> oh, I have nothing else to do today. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> I may as well. Oh. Poor cat, though, outside, trying to walk in the snow. Like, he literally it goes up past his legs. So he's like... <laughs> like he's drowning in the oh, snow. Oh, bless him. Poor little I know. cat. <laughs> So that was quite an interesting and funny podcast. <laughs> it was indeed. <laughs> and I'm never going to get that image of Jack in a bin out my head. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> Sadly, we don't have a picture. I, th- I think I think what I said got the whole class laughing as well. <clears throat> oh, I bet oh I you've reminded like... me of something. So, I was at my great-auntie's house back when I was little, and Mm -hmm. long before she lived with us, and basically she was taking boxes apart, uh, like boxes that had been packaging for something, I think, and um, I put put the box on the floor, and I started stamping Mm -hmm. on it. And she said, what are you doing, Jamie? And I said, oh, this is the way my mummy does it. <laughs> stamping on I do that all the time. I stamp on the boxes before I put them in the bin. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's very logical. Oh, do you know what? This just reminds me of that time that Jack kicked a toilet seat to try and kill a fly. And oh, no. It. I hope he didn't hurt him. Well, it didn't hurt the fly. It got away. No, did you hurt yourself? No, the toilets. Uh, I won against the toilet seat. Yeah, you broke the toilet seat. <laughs> just, what what I said was, like, when the teacher voice, was, was like, kill a fly. Where, thinking, what are you doing? And all the class looked around. And I think I said something like, I'm a bin boy or bin man or something. <laughs> yes. But I remember when Dad... Uh, questioned you about the toilet seat and you said just totally casually yeah. I was trying to kill the yeah. fly. 
Oh, and dear. he had to spend a lot of money oh. on a new toilet seat. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we had guests, guests as well. At our house as well, staying at our house. So it wasn't just the four of us. There was four, five, six, seven. There was eight people in staying in our house. Eight, eight people, and including, including you four. In, including us right. four. Um, and Jack broke the toilet seat. <laughs> Bless him. I think that Trying was around about the same fly. time. My braces broke as well. No braces. Oh, God. No. That wasn't your fault. I might have knocked it a bit with my tongue, but yeah. certainly not intentionally. You kicked no, your mouth. Fly, it wasn't because a fly, fly landed in my mouth. <laughs> but. Oh, God. Do you know what? We should just do a whole podcast on funny childhood yeah. stories because I think that, that would, would be brilliant. Be really good. That would be really good. We should start planning that one. And- yeah, and I'd and one on polymaths, and 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 yeah. also uh, the, the other thing. Oh, uh, uh, can yeah. you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Hear um, the other thing that would be quite interesting to talk about <laughs> is uh-huh. <laughs> is um the notion of diversity within the autistic community because I. Th- yeah, we could. Neurodiversity. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? I put that on a t-shirt the other day. Yeah. Um, neurodiversity. Because I hate neurotypical. I think that it should be neurodiversity because everyone is different yeah, regardless of absolutely. autism or not. Like, no two absolutely. people no two people are the same. And I think people forget that. Um, um, so, yeah, that's been really interesting talking about all of those things. And I think there are many, many more facets to autism than we could mm-hmm. possibly talk about in one episode. So maybe yeah. one day we should do one about the symptoms of autism. Yeah, that would be a good one. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye. I'm so leaving that. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.